0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network The Unholy Trinity podcast Three Blues Three Opinions One Everton podcast
1: Welcome to episode one hundred and twenty-nine of the Unholy Trinity podcast, brought to you in association with Sports Social, the UK's only dedicated sports podcast network, and also Fanatics. It's another disappointing podcast today, unfortunately. After seeing the Blues fall to to a two-one defeat away at West Ham United, um, I think the overriding overriding emotion and feeling after watching that game, it's it's one of, of almost. It's disappointments and frustration at the fact that really, you know, on another day, you know, take away individual mistakes, we come away
0: from that 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 game today with at least a point. Weird game, wasn't it? Really weird game to watch. I, I, I thought we looked like two different sides at times. Go, going forward, I thought I thought every time, it, it, until the sending off, every time we went forward with the ball, just looked so dangerous, so dangerous. And you know, another day, could have had two or three in that first half. Um, you know, Charleston was unlucky not to have a brace. I, you know, I, I just thought we looked so dangerous and positive And I felt like we were, you know, up until the half hour mark, we just sort of grew through the the, the game, really. And, you know, typical Everton, they it, it, it get you believing. And um, it feels like we lost that game due to a, just a handful of really sloppy defensive mistakes. And there, there were a couple of warning signs I think in the first half, before we give away that free kick, um, that just sort of typified that. Really, you know, loads of space, you know, quite easy to run at. Um, you know, players jogging back, standing off on crosses, and it's hard to know whether it's a case of, you know, again, personnel and quality, or you know, I don't know whether there's something about the desire or the the, the, the teamwork of players when it comes to defending, but. It was just a really odd game to watch because every time we had the ball in an in an attacking sense, you felt like we were going to score or um, you know do something really positive. But but then every time the ball came back, it, it almost felt inev- inevitable we were going to give away goal scoring chance.
1: Yeah, and and it
0: took it took that
1: the same kind of. Um way of, of, of previous away games, hasn't it? Where we've we've started the game well. If we go back to Crystal Palace in the in the quarterfinal of, of the Cup and and Spurs, you know, we, we look at those two games and, and Newcastle away in a sense because we took the lead in that game. But we start the game well. And then you know it got to the, the sort of half hour mark and we find ourselves then one nil down, and, and you're in that same mindset again of you're looking at the players and, and you're, you're looking for, for someone to, to react. And, you know, I've got to say, I did feel today that. I didn't have that same kind of, of feeling I had against Spurs um, and against Palace, where I thought when, when West Ham scored, I thought that was it. I didn't think that today. And I don't know what, what the reason for it was because, you know, we, we faced adversity before the game. Donny van der Beek injured in the warm up, you know, which is not not ideal. Mason Holgate comes in, and and he started quite sloppily. I thought I thought Holgate as well, and he thought here we go. But overall, you, you mentioned there he had, he had a couple of chances. I thought it would be started the game well, and when West Ham got the goal, which was again, it's a silly tackle, isn't it? From from Mason Holgate, and you know, if anyone is going to, you know, was it Keds scored a, a free kick since about two thousand and nineteen? He was going to score one. It was going to be today. And it's a perfect free kick, top corner. And, and yet again, we're up against it. But I've, I've got to say, Lee, I, did, I didn't think that, that we weren't going to come back into this game because I'd seen a number of positive signs and a number of players who had thought, in an attacking sense, like people are saying, we look quite dangerous here.
2: Well, to put it simply, we, that was our best away performance for a long time, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's have it right. It, it was. You know, with the, card he's, the cards he's been dealt then before the game, you know the the decision we've talked about with Alan. So we're depleted in midfield, like you just said, losing Van der Beek. He would have had he'd have been playing with Van der Beek, obviously. You know, starting playing all week in training with a view to setting up in a certain way. We've lost both our right backs. What I've uh, you know been told that Patterson was due to start today, and uh, apparently couldn't. You know, obviously he's picked up a slight knock, so he would have started. So you know, everything again has gone against us. You know what I mean? And you know where where we're most depleted as well is central midfield. And to lose van der Beek, you know, in an away game where you need to keep possession, you know, he's the type of guy that would have played. And I reckon he would have played a little bit further forward van der Beek as well. There's been calls for him to play further forward, obviously, and more recently because of what he offers there rather than playing in the six. And that could have well been the case today. But with the hand he's been dealt with, you know, I, you're just shaking your head. He must be shit, sitting on the sideline, Lampard, just going, what have I got to do here? They've conceded an absolute worldie of a free kick, almost Baines-like with Cresswell there. You know, Holgate giving away a soft foul there. You just don't give free kicks away there in those positions. And he's put it in the top corner. And then, obviously, we, you know, we were in the ascendancy again in the second half. We scored a slightly fortuitous goal, although, let's be honest, it was deserved because we were knocking on the door. Richarlison had some good chances. Wobey was playing well. He created a great chance for for Lewin in uh, in the second half, who at the top of the bar, and he created a great chance for um for Richarlison in the first half, who probably should have scored. You know, he was unlucky there with the outside of his foot. And you're just thinking, you know, we we need something here, we need something, we got the goal and we're in the ascendancy now. West Ham, well, let's be honest, they weren't great at all. They've lost four out of the last six in all competitions. They've managed to scrape through against Sevilla. And you know, let's be honest, they weren't great. If you consider the dis where West Ham are in the league and where we are, you wouldn't have thought that today if you didn't know where both teams were in the league. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, you would not have thought that at all. And to concede a goal like that, for me, whilst in the ascendancy, whilst having the momentum, is just, it's just unforgivable for me. There, unforgivable. I took a still shot of the screen before the TV and 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 put it on Twitter, saying, you know, Keane's done. Initially, he's done well. He's he, he sent. He sent Bowen there, hasn't he? Uh, you know, with a little, with a little spin on the ball, little pirouette and he's on his right foot. Just give it, roll it out to, Cal- uh, to, sorry, to Richarlison all day on the left side. But for some reason, he's he's kind of like, played like a really awkward pass with his left foot. To to Iwobi, he who's probably not expecting it. On Iwobi's weak side, I t- I, honestly, I mean, look, the touch of is unforgivable as well, by the way, because he should be trapping that all day. But, he, you know, He's probably not expecting it because why on earth would Keane pass it there with his other foot is beyond me. And then to concede from there, I mean, Lampard must be going, what on earth? And to rub salt into the wounds, lads, I don't know whether you've seen it. He's onside by a, a hair's breadth again. But it's a great save from Pickford, to be fair. Poor touch from 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 um, Antonio. The fact the ball's gone literally, you know, at that angle, straight to, straight to Bowen. And if you look at it, He's actually kicked it into the ground with his weak foot as well. Have you seen it on the reverse side of the goal? He's kicked it into the ground and it's bounced over Mikolenko, who would have blocked it if he'd had a normal connection on the ball. You're just thinking, oh, my God. And then, obviously, five minutes later, Keane, red card, and then you're thinking it's game over. So, you know, it's just so frustrating. It must be so frustrating for Lampard because, all in all, if you look at the stats, lads, we had 13 attempts to their 11. We had 11 from open play and they had five from open play. So we've had double their chances from open play. Most of theirs have come from like a, from, from a set-piece position. So, you know, you he, he must be thinking, what on earth have we got to do to try and get a point here away from home? Because that's the least, for me, we deserve today.
1: I think, though, you, I mean, you make reference to, to West Ham and obviously they lot lost 4 for the last six. But we said this to me off air. The the difference between the sides is the fact that even they they're not on or weren't on say a great run. What they've got is what they've built up over say eighteen months, you know, a couple of years under David Moyes. Is that resilience? Is that confidence? Is is a system that every player knows? Um, You know, dealing with adversity. uh, You know, West Ham have, have turned numerous games around in that particular time and. That's the difference. They are the playing without pressure. So the, our side, of, of our own doing, by the way, and obviously various off-field issues that have, that have happened over the course of the season. But we're playing under pressure every single game to get something from it, and that's a difference. And and today, you know, it's it's great. I'm sure to be in West Ham's position, we have been we've been there ourselves, where you know you, you might you know you, you might get pegged back, but you think we've got the quality, we've got the players here. And the mentality to you know to, to get back in front, and that's exactly what they've what they've got in them. Yes, again, with us, I say every single week, we we are we're our own worst enemy when it comes to the goals that we can see. I mean, it's a great free kick by by Creswell, but the foul, the tackle, it's a nothing tackle. So it's no no need to make the tackle for the Mason Holgate. The second goal, like you discussed, I mean. You're probably putting more blame on, on Michael Keane than, than Alex Wobie. Well, both, 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 both yeah. of them,
2: mate. Both fault. Were we're think- but Keane Keen, Keen, all day there on his favoured foot has got to give the ball the way he's facing, and for some reason he runs round it on his left foot, and then and then plays an awkward pass, and but, I, I, yeah. I, I can't get my head around that, and it, like, it's almost like unforgivable. Well, it is unforgivable to be honest, I, I, and to concede the ball being the back of our net ten seconds later there, isn't it? Is just incredible. From being in that position, It really is.
1: Yeah, but, I th- but I think, but I think, I think that both is both. I mean, probably Awoobi, probably more to blame for me for the fact that he should be able to a strike or a wrong foot. He should be able to control the ball. And Alex Awoobi, before people want to jump on Alex Awoobi, he was our best player. So people can players make mistakes. I thought Woby was very, very good. I thought you know some of his passing that you're uh, cutting cutting their back floor in half a couple of times with a couple of great balls and wanting to get on the ball, being brave. That's what we've seen. He was, mate. He was, bowl. mate.
2: I really agree with that. He was. He was very brave, and he was getting into, he was getting into pockets in between the lines, wasn't he? Turning, turning with the ball, facing the play, and thread. What his strength is, we all know this. His strength is his is threading those passes in between the lines, and threading those passes into the forwards. And he did it. He created the most chances on the pitch today, and 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 you know, let's be honest, calvert was a bit tougher because it was on his left side. Um, but, you know, Richarlison's had two good chances there. With Fredericks, he was unlucky. You know, he he's took a good touch around the keeper. And let's be honest, if that's their normal right-back coup foul there, he's not getting back as if he? he's not quick enough. Mm-hmm. So, Fredericks is obviously not far off bloody Carl uh, um, Walker paces. He? He's rapid, isn't he? So, you know, he's managed to get, get back goal side. But, you know, to be fair, we've created enough chances today and, and played well enough, certainly before the red card, to to, to warrant something from that game today. And you know, sometimes in football you need a bit of luck. Uh, I know we had a bit of luck with the goal today, but we've had a lot of bad luck in the game as well.
1: We did, and you know, I think we had a lot of ba- we've had bad luck all season. Even being perfectly honest, and that that's not no excuse for today. But I think we'd do some some kind of good luck in some way, shape or form. You know, we, even in the in the game against Newcastle, where we win it in stoppage time, we've had say we've got down to ten men. You know, inexplicably for a tackle, which was a, a yellow card all day. And then you know we, we turn that game around in the 90, 90th minutes of, of, of the game and you know we, we've had no good looking in any way shape or form and you know we, we look at today and even at 2-1 you, you think as i said earlier on we're in the game here you know i wasn't panicking okay sloppy goals we can see disappointing but i still thought we reacted to the second goal like the first goal really well and i thought the players the players can see the players know West Ham are here you know, for the taking a little bit, and we can get something from the game, and then Michael Keane throws his throws his foot in, and it's typical of of the season, typical of Michael Keane's season. To be honest, he struggled massively from a confidence perspective, from a performance perspective, um, and and that then that then really is is the game gone. You know, we, we didn't create anything at that but after that point really, um, and and it's. That's a disappointing thing because we we almost, in a sense, threw it away. In my opinion, at least, at least getting a point. And there's a lot of positives I think we can take from the game, and we've seen a lot of a lot of negativity. We have done obviously for a long, long time, and when people react to the match, you, you see it, and I think people have got to be a little bit, a little bit sort of clear in in their assessments. This is not 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 me telling people what to what to say, but there's there's too many people too quick. To jump all over things here, you know. And let's let, let's think about where we are. T- today's game was never going to impact Wednesday for me in terms of the importance of the game. If we got something from today's game, it, it would have been a bonus, and we deserve to. The players can see at times how well they've done in the game. We, we we've lost the game because of two individual mistakes. That that's where we are against the West Ham side. who were in the quarter of the Europa League, challenging for the top four. So for me. Let's let's sit back and look at it properly, and analyze it from a more positive perspective if we can. We're all sitting here disappointed. We're all sitting here, you know, thinking a point there would have been massive. You know, we're all flapping a little bit about go about going to Burnley on Wednesday because that's the game. That's the game which, which will help to decide our our Premier League status. But let's let's also look at it from a a slightly you know more more positive angle um, if, if we can. I just think that mean, I mean, I, mean I
2: think sorry to interject, yeah, I think Lampard will be sitting with those guys in the dresser there. Their heads will be down because they've lost another game away from home when they know they've actually played pretty well. And you know, he'll be saying what you've just said there, Mike. He'll be saying there, look, lads, you know, we've been massively unfortunate today. I mean, we deserve something out of the game. Now, football obviously, you know, like any sport, can be a cruel game. You know what I mean? And 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 that's you you know, you don't always get what you deserve. Now, when it's against you it's always against you, isn't it? And you've got to do something to try and fight. You know, a moment, ha- a moment has to happen to change that momentum. Now, we thought it was a Wobie, obviously, in, in, in the Newcastle game. Before that, we thought it was Damari Gray against Arsenal. You know, we've not capitalised on those momentum shifts. And, and, you know, as I said before, today we deserved the point. We were unfortunate. We created enough chances to, you know, to score more than one goal in the game from open play as well. And, and as I said before, I mean, it's a worldy free kick and it's an absolute howler again. From 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 Michael Keane and 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 you know Keane, let's be honest. If, if our, all our centre backs were fit, you probably wouldn't be starting, would he? And 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 you know Branthwaite's probably going to come into the side now uh, against Burnley. It's going to be we know what type of game we're going to get there. We'll talk about that later. But for me, Lampard at the same time, like you like you just said there, Mike, will be will be you know you'd like to think we'll be we're trying to um, talk about the positives from that match. Because there was plenty of positives there, considering the, the key players we've got out. You know that was West Ham's strongest side, give or take a couple of players, wasn't it? Really, that's their strongest side. Maybe Lanzini might have been playing, possibly, but that's their strongest team he's put out there today. And they've got a big game on Thursday. And you know, arguably, like I said before, you know, we, we certainly deserve something from the game.
1: Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. Um, and and that's why I think we should look at things slightly differently. And going into Wednesday's game. Thinking, you know, listen. If, if we play like that against Burnley, by the way, we win the game. I make no mistake, because we'll 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 have better quality of chances against Burnley if we play in that way. So I, I've got no qualms in in playing Alex Aboy where he played today again because I thought I thought he played well. As we said earlier on, he was brave. He was certainly our best player before he made that mistake, and you could see you could see how that impacted him. You could see that you know how upset he was and things like that. And it's so important for him to get it out of his head because. Alex Obie has had a lot of stick over many, you know, over his time at the club. And, you know, some of it is justified, some of it's not been. And then he, he must have been on top of the world after the Newcastle game, getting that goal, you know, fans in singing his name. He was exceptional, I thought, you know, his, his energy. And today's energy was really, really good. And he did some really really good things. And, you know, he, he just needs a run of games. And and if he's going to be asked to play in that central position behind behind the front man, which we think we said this for quite a while, that that's his best position, then we need him to be confident, we need him to be brave and, and trust, trust what he's doing. And, and hopefully this doesn't impact them impact them too much. But I'm going to pick you up on, on, the, on that second goal because I'm going to ask Pete, what's, what's your opinion on the second goal? Because Lee is, is quite adamant that more of the blame lies on Michael Keane. Do you see any blame that should
0: be given to Michael Keane in, in this situation? Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It was a terrible pass. It, it, it was a terrible decision, one, to play the, to try and play the pass he did. It, it was well and truly for me a defender's pass, like, trying to go forward with the ball. But I, I thought Iwobi was... Yes, he had a, a very good game in, a, in an attacking sense for us, but it was that sort of classic, oh, no, I've lost the ball, I'll hold my hands up. And you know, the, the, the way he sort of let it roll across his body... You know, get your head down and sprint. And I, I felt when it was another case for me when West Ham started running at us. There weren't enough players running back. You, can, you can see in some of the clips, players jogging, they're jogging, look, looking at Antonio. You break your neck to get back into the box. Um, you know, like like Lee says, with Bowen. You know, yes, he he maybe gets very lucky, but he's in the box on the end of it. You know, uh, my question is, uh, how can he get back there to get on the end of the ball? And some of our players are nowhere near him. So, uh, no, Michael Keane isn't the only p- person to blame. No, it, 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 the blame doesn't lie with Alex Awobi. It was a catalogue of errors. And and again, for me, it goes back to that two different teams between attack and defence. And we, we just don't seem to have that spine, that organisation, that, that sort of fight at the back. I mean, there were two... Very terrible goals to to concede. I mean, yet yes, the, the the first goal is arguably a, a world class free kick, but like you say, what are we doing giving the giving that free kick away in the first place? It's just the naivety is not even the word. It's just sloppy. It's just that, that that sloppiness that we can't seem to shift. Yeah, but I think I think
2: you know, If in in slight defence of the players there, I mean, and David was absolutely bang on to be fair. Afterwards, he said at this level of football. At this level, you cannot give the ball away in that part of the pitch. You can't. You can't give the ball away in that part of the pitch. And they, they, you know, those those players there would have been thinking, you know, Kenny's looking to get forward because then we're not going to lose it in this position. You can't legislate for that. You cannot legislate for the a two two absolute. We're in the ascendancy. They've dropped off into a shape. Keens Keens, as I said, he's pirouetted around Bowen, so it's a good bit of skill initially. And then, he, you know, he just has to roll it. Just play it the way you're facing and roll it to Richarlison, who could potentially have a run at the fullback. back and, and, and if I'm a Wobie there, don't get me wrong, it's a poor touch. But if I'm, if I'm looking to open up my body to receive the ball there, I'm probably not expecting the ball to come to me, the way Keane was facing. You know what I mean? And, and look, don't get me wrong, it's an awful touch and he's at fault. You know, there's no, there's no like, who's fault, who's fault at more, you know, how, how do you even mark that? It's more about, you know, Keane had a, a horrendous five minutes there, didn't he? Giving the, giving the, giving the ball away led to the goal, um, read, led to the initial part of the, the mistake for the goal and then getting sent off two minutes later. And, and, and that, that for me is just, you know, as I said before, if you're Lampard, you're just shaking your head there going, right, this is just, this is just not on. This is not on. And you, you'll, you'll have a couple of those a season, a few of those. We seem to be getting these nearly every single game. Every single game.
1: Particularly away from home. I know. And it's, we we tend to go over a lot of the a lot of similar points when we, especially when we play away from home. But it's it's one of those things where we are seeing quite a bit of repetition, and and these mistakes these mistakes were there before Frank Lampard came in. We, we were seeing them quite often week in week out under the previous the previous manager, um, and that's one thing which needs to be certainly addressed. Uh, and to this this squad is is that the mentality where we are making why are we making these mistakes why are we making silly decisions is it just simply down to, to quality of player but i think it's also down to confidence as well confidence is, is absolutely massive you can have a a relatively average average squad but if you play with confidence you look totally different. Newcastle are probably an example where they started to pick up points and you know they they now play a particular way. They're an average they're an average side. They showed that at Goodison Park, two average sides on showed that particular day, but they just had a a had bit more confidence. You know and that, that that's the difference between between the two sides there. But I think as I say, I mean the mind just come out and and, and he has said he was he was actually pleased with the uh, performance. Thought we deserved the point, which is what we said, and we we, we certainly echo echo those sentiments. So he's got a little bit of of uh, of confidence I think from from what he's seen. Uh, so he's going to be frustrated going into, into Wednesday, um, which is, is now arguably our biggest game of the season. Um, but what we're looking for, I mean, before we, we finish this, I've, I've got to bring this point up because we, we talk about, about referees and decisions that have been made, and we, Michael Keane, obviously, two yellow cards, two justified yellow cards. No one's sitting here saying that he shouldn't have been sent off. What happened, though, just before Michael Keane got booked in terms of the tackle? from Dawson on the Richarlison. Not a yellow card. Surely that, that should be... That's the every single day of the week. What what happened at the end, end of the game when Creswell kicks the ball and follows through and kicks Richarlison in the chest or in the face? That's violent conduct, in my opinion. This is this is the this, this, this situation that we're seeing week in, week out, in terms of refereeing decisions, where the inconsistency in games, not just from game to game, in games is evidence. We saw Liverpool against Watford win a penalty um yesterday and for me I mean me, me and you discussed it yesterday Lee about, about that, that penalty I believe that was a penalty we look back at Everton against against Brentford where, where Rondon was manhandled and doesn't get nothing at all it was against Hampton wasn't it was it Sampton? no it was he Brentford And he got a shirt pulled around his neck yeah, was it yeah Brentford, that, was, was, that it? was the Brentford game. yeah so this is what we're seeing. I mean, Creswell should have gone. I mean, it wouldn't have made any difference to, to the result because it was the last minute stoppage time. But he should have gone for what he did. And this is this is the really frustrating thing. We're we're losing players, you know, and we've seen Alan over the you know the last last couple of weeks, few weeks. You got sent off, which was incorrect against Newcastle. We we've seen so many decisions go against us. But the inconsistencies in the in the actual game itself is is really really frustrating.
2: Um, it's, quite, it's quite simple for me the standard of refereeing now in the, in the league is the worst I've ever seen it it's mm-hmm. the worst when they've arguably got the best well I say the best they've got technology to support them
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know I mean when it's supposed to make the game easier to referee and they somehow managed to cock that up as well but I mean you know you saw it yesterday you mentioned a couple of incidents you saw it with McTominay yesterday against Leicester I mean I mean, you know talk about going in with excessive force it was a horrendous touch. he's trying to make up for his error and he's literally absolutely gone through the middle of his leg. He could have broke his leg there potentially, mm-hmm. right? And it's a yellow card. I, I I didn't see whether it got reviewed or not. You guys will possibly know whether it did or not. But how how is that any worse than Alan's? You know what I mean? And that's where you feel injustice. You're thinking that he's got away with a the yellow there when you know arguably that was a lot stronger and a lot more forceful than Alan's, which is a lot more cynical, would you say, in terms of the type of foul? And we've missed him the last two games. We've massively missed him because we're short in that area of the pitch. And today, like you just mentioned it there, then Dawson yellow card all day because it's a cynical foul because he thinks he's won a foul. You know, he thinks Calvert-Lewin pushed, uh, I think it was his centre-back partner, um, uh, Zuma, to win the initial header um, that led to that. And then he's obviously deliberately brought him down and it's a yellow card all day. We know Keane's a red card because it's two stupid yellow cards. Uh, You should never be going to ground there when you're already on a yellow anyway, trying to win the ball. Um, and obviously nearly led to another free-kick goal as well on top of that, didn't it, to make matters worse. So, yeah, the refereeing now is the worst I've ever seen it in the Premier League. It's horrendous. There's decisions every single week. I mean, that one with Creswell at the end there, you know, is a disgrace. It's a disgrace that he's booted him, deliberately booted him. He's not even kicked the ball into him either. He's booted him right in the chest. Yes, Richarlison's made the most of it. He's South American, that's fine. You know, but at the end of the day, that's violent conduct. And again, it's just brushed over like, no, 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 no. it's the last minute of the game. You've just scored a good free kick, mate. I'm not gonna send you off. It's a
0: pointless one. That's There's it. too much reliance on, on, on VAR. You know, not yeah, not, not, not to romanticise about referees of the nineties, because I'm not, I'm not saying they were much better, but you know historically a referee has always been the person that's taking taking the charge of the game, you know, having control of the game and you know, setting the tone for for decisions early on, and now it just seems like this is real sort of diminished responsibility for, for refs. This is sort of sort of odd team approach to officiating a game, and it, it, it never feels like anybody has charge of the match. And I, I think sometimes, you know, decisions like this can, you know, really go against sides.
2: It is Pete, the referee, like you just said, there, it's supposed to be it's supposed to run the game, isn't it? And I think now they rely heavily too much too heavily on VAR to bail them out of decisions. We've seen it again. You know, we saw the Laporte one, uh, you know, the handball. OK, look, he was blindsided there, so that would have been a tough one. But then that's the job of VAR. That's why VAR is there, to pick up on those little errors. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the fact is now they rely too heavily on it. Every time now it goes to the screen as well, we know it's going to be overturned, don't we, or given. We know it is. You, mm. you know, even that's a waste of time going to the screen now because whenever, whenever they've gone to the screen and gone, no, I'll stand by my original decision. It's happened like once, hasn't it? Once in the whole, the whole time. So even mm. that's an absolute farce. And the fact, I've said it a million times, the fact you can't hear the conversation, the decision-making process, You know, the, literally to, between the two officials, is, is, is just is a disgrace. A, a top-level football, the biggest league in the world, and you can't hear them. the, the decision-making process, how they come into a decision, how they say, Give me, let me have a look at that angle. Yeah, can you spin it around? Let me have a look at that. They're not even doing that. They're not even doing that at all, and that is, is, is that in itself is an absolute crime crime in itself. So, yeah, it, it, look that that wasn't the difference between the two teams today. And you rightly said, Mike, it was a red card. But yeah, it it, it needs they need to sort it out and quick because it, it's the worst we've ever seen it, isn't it? It's the worst by a mile.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And just just add to our woes as well. By the way, um, Nathan Patterson. Was going to be started today, just being confirmed by, yeah. Him. I said that before, yeah. Ron's ankle insane, and um, and it doesn't look particularly good, so that could be Patterson missing for a significant chunk of the remaining of the season as well. When he was Jesus. Just... so it's just standard, isn't it? Um, hasn't it been scanned And he did it insane yesterday. So we've got to contend with obviously Seamus Coleman. Um, he, he he trained he trained all week. Had another another body out. You got Van der Beek, who's injured in 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 the warm today. Michael Keane will be missing on Wednesday through suspension. Alan's still missing through suspension on on Wednesday. So and obviously Gary Mina is still probably ten days away from from a return as well. So we're we're looking slightly thin in terms of the squad but what we are looking for is is someone to step up and actually lead lead that side, and that's what we're going to discuss after this short break welcome back to the second part of today's unholy Trinity podcast and it, it's it's a, it's a chat really around leadership. we we've we've been here before over the the years that we've been doing the show and we've we been looking at you know the lack of leadership at the club and i think it's been evident for a number of years in terms of in terms of the the characters that we've actually had at the club and the, and those which are currently there now as well and you know we mentioned Seamus Coleman missing missing today um, as the club captain he's the one that you look for to to lead the side and at times I think you know Coleman Coleman's a very passionate player isn't he and he he plays with his heart on his sleeve and gives us all and whether it's good enough now at the age of the years and and the fact that his legs are going is 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 a difference is a different matter but. I don't think you'd ever question his, his passion and commitment for the club. But in the situation we're in with 10 games to go, we're looking at that side now about, and, and looking for someone to actually lead us into a position of safety um, and leave from the front. And the question, the question is, Pete, but I'll put you on the spot who out of that squad would you say now should be the ones putting their hand up, putting themselves forward and, and getting the tune out of the players on the pitch?
0: It's hard. It's it, it it's it's really hard. Um, I I don't want it to seem like I'm I'm going in on the players because I'm I, I'm absolutely not. But I I think when you look at who's left, when you you know you you maybe consider you know Mina to be a, a leader, Coleman to be a leader, Michael Keane at times to you know to be a leader because he's he's an experienced player. You take those players out of the squad, and I, I think we we're, we're left with a lot of young players, and a lot of players that maybe haven't been in this position before. I read an article in the in The Guardian a few months ago that said sometimes Everton put teams out who look like they've been assembled from YouTube highlight reels. and it made it made me smile because I think sometimes we we do look like that. you know we we have players who can show flashes of brilliance, but you know, I don't know, maybe can go missing or you know, like like today can make key mistakes that that cost a game. And it's really hard to see you know who could step up. I mean, you could look at Decore, but then, I think you know, decory has been in in a relegation scrap where they've they've gone down, and you know psychologically, how do you how do you take a different approach as a player? I, I don't know, but you know, I suppose it's up to to the management and the staff to try and help the players find it within themselves to to step up. You know, they've got to take responsibility, haven't they? And I, for those of us that, that can remember the, the Dogs of War, I think people often look at that squad, and one thing they do see is leaders, you know, characters. Um, you know, let, let's hope that at the end of this season, we're looking back and we're talking about the, the character of some of the players in the squad that we've got and how it got us through. I mean, you look at, uh, as you say, you look
1: at the, at the characters sort of on show and. The fact about this question brought up many times, and you see people all the time, don't you? Week in, week out, you see comments about these players don't want it, you know, blah blah blah, etc. And, and people jump all over it, and and you know, get on board with that. And I think that's just too easy at times. I think that the players are responsible for for where we are, amongst other reasons. Not just on the players, but the players have got to take some kind of responsibility. And if they've got it. They've got to, at some point, stand up and, and want to take responsibility on the pitch to, to rectify the situation that they're in. And I look at the players, you know, we, we mentioned, obviously, Samus Coleman, you mentioned Michael Keane. and so I always think Michael is a very, very quiet player. He's a, he's a very confidence-based player. He plays better with Yeri Mina alongside him, who's a bit of a calm influence on him. Um, so he's been a massive miss, as we know, over the course of this season. I am looking at players like Ben Godfrey. You know, for me, players like him, who play with you know, he's, he's full of patience and power uh, under Mars at times, and you're you looking at him, I think, to lead. You mentioned De Corey's just dropped off a cliff, form-wise, lately. And I don't think he, he's... And this is not, not a at him, in terms of his, his abilities as a footballer, because at times this season, he started the season absolutely exceptionally, you know, when he was playing that bit further forward, wasn't he? And he's gone a bit deeper in recent weeks, and he's struggled massively, but... I don't think I don't think he, he's he's particularly a loud voice in the dressing room. You know, the likes of um Van der Beek, if he's if he's fit, I think, would be would be a big character on the pitch. Anthony Gordon is the one for me at the moment who's doing it. Anthony, and he shouldn't, he shouldn't have to, he's 21 years of age shouldn't have to be leading that side. But if, if we was talking about leading by example, that's exactly what he does, week in, week out. And we need more players to to, to be like him. And because those kind of performances can pull other players off. If you're if you're you know putting in a hundred percent effort and you're showing that you care, then that does bring other players along with you. And I think we need we can't just have one player doing it in Anthony Gordon. We need three, four, or five players, senior players. You know, Alan is probably another example to to really try and pull pull some players through. Uh, but what, what are your thoughts, Lee, on on that? Do, do you think we've, got, we've actually got those kind of characters within the dressing room?
2: Well, I don't know whether you guys saw the third edition of the overlap the other day um, with, obviously, Keane, Neville and Carragher. you both seen it? Did you both watch it? i watched, you, I
1: watched it yeah, a bit with, with
2: Baz, yeah. I know you put it on Twitter. Yeah. So, so basically, Keane, and I, you know, I think Keane's a good pundit. I mean, he, he came out and said, um, he even said, I've worked with a couple of those players in that dressing room as well. He didn't name any names, but you could probably work it out. But um, he basically said there's not enough characters in that dressing room. And, and, and I think he's bang on. I think he's absolutely bang on. You know, there isn't enough characters in that dressing room. You know, especially away from home, where you need to, low, you know, roll your sleeves up. Lampard's talked about this in his, in his confer- you know, press conferences. Sometimes away from home, you need to roll your sleeves up and dig in and be hard to beat. Now, today, I thought we, I thought we got the balance pretty well. You know, we did get caught on the transition a couple of times. But overall, we were getting, we were getting men behind the ball, weren't we? So we reverted to a four-five-one 5 one without the ball. We were getting goal side quicker. But yeah, there aren't, there clearly aren't enough, lead, you know, strong characters, leaders in that dressing room all day. We can see it. We don't need to be told that. We can see it. You know, you just mentioned Michael Keane there, you know, same with Alex Awobi. You know, they're really sort of like, you know, introverted characters, aren't they? You know what I mean? They're not, they're not the type of guys that are going to basically like rattle a, rattle a dressing room or, you know, come up with the right words at the right time or... I know leaders come in different guises, and some lead by example, like you said with Gordon and people like. You don't always have to be vocal. You know, Gerard was always one that was apparently never really that vocal, but obviously led led by example on the pitch. The problem is, in this type of situation we're in now, we do need strong characters. Now we showed a bit today. We showed a bit when we went a goal behind, like we, you know, when we were the better side again for the umpteenth time this season. You know, we showed a bit, didn't we? We didn't cave in. We didn't collapse. You know, we, we we showed the response and we showed the response again at, at 2-1. And obviously the sending off basically, you know, made it almost impossible to get back in the game. But for me, you know, every team needs strong characters. Now there's, there are also less and less strong characters in the game. The Keens, the Vieiras, the Dave Watsons, you know, those types of players. You know, there's less of them nowadays, really, you know, in, in a way, really, as well. Football doesn't produce as many of those sort of old school, you know, vocal leaders for me. Um, so maybe that's something as well. That, you know, there's less to choose from, but it is definitely affecting us in the fact that you know some of the away performance, in particular, bar today, have, have been criminal. And and like I said, sometimes you have got to go to war in the trenches, and we haven't got enough types of those, those types of players. Um, but yeah, you know, people coming in. And I thought Decore by the way, you mentioned Decore then, Mike. I thought you know he had a poor game today. Decore who started the season, um, I thought one of our best players. I know he's had a couple of little injuries, but he was poor today. He was taking far too many touches on the ball. He was hesitant. He was playing the easy pass. You know, he looks a yard off it. You know, there's a bit where Damari Gray plays a little one-two with him on the right side. He gets him behind the fullback and he delays it. He delays it. He delays it and he gives it to Kenny. And then Kenny gives the ball away and the attack's gone. You know, and, and, he just doesn't look the same player for me, Decore, at the minute. And, you know, he's he's a player you would think that you'd want you'd want him driving through midfield as a leader. But again, he's not that vocal either, is he? You know, he, he comes across as a fairly quiet lad. So, yeah, maybe that's the reason as well why Coleman's been getting the nod ahead of Paterson. You know, maybe he's percepting the young player, but also, you know, he, he's talked about Coleman's leadership skills. But we all know, we all love Seamus, but we all know look, his legs are gone, or they're certainly going. So he shouldn't be starting every single week, should he? And, and, and that's the problem we've got at the minute, is that Coleman probably is the only natural leader in that, in, in that squad.
1: And, and that's, that's the alarming thing, isn't it, given where we are? And maybe maybe that's part of the reason of, uh, of us being exactly where we are in the, in the league table, because we haven't got enough leaders within the camp. You know, and that goes back to recruitment. That goes back to buying players not only with a particular skill set from a, a physical point of view, but also mental perspective as well, and and we thought, you know, the likes of when when Fabian Delft was brought in, um, and Marcel Brands obviously talked about his his mentality as a winner, the fact he obviously what he won at Manchester City, and you know that that hasn't quite hasn't quite worked out, and but I think in terms of you know going forward, that's got to be part and parcel of, of the recruitment process. We 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 have got quite a few. You mentioned it in in players, Michael Keane, Alexa be are probably examples of that, like you said, um, and, and players who don't really step forward and look to, to to take a game by the scruff of their neck, which is exactly what we need now going into these final 10 games. And that's where I think the likes of, like I said earlier on, I think Alan is important in, in that as, as a senior player. I think he's shown it at times, um, but maybe not enough. But I think, I think someone like him with the experience of, of playing you know, he's played Champions League football. He's played at the highest level in, in Italy. You know, he's the kind of player we need to be sort of stepping forward and, and you know, pulling, pulling players through. Um, when gary Beena gets back, and the mind just said he's about 10 days, as I say, 10 days, two weeks away from, from playing, maybe at Leicester game might be the, the game for him um, to, to, to step forward and, and, and get back on the pitch. Um, but there is a little bit, there's an element there of, of fear from the fans' perspective and from our perspective because we don't see enough players with that that kind of mindset with that leadership um mindset in, in place and we, we really need to start showing something you know and I think today what today showed at times is when we were brave and, and players did want to want to step forward we, we, we can we can do a bit of damage we really can and we look good at times and as I say, I thought that it was a lot more positive in that respect. That we we looked at quite you know a bit more of a threat going forward, and you know when players wanted to step forward and take a responsibility, but it's it's not happened enough, is what I'd probably say.
0: Um, well, look, Lampard
2: Lampard's come out and said that Mina's a very strong character in the dressing room, hasn't he? We all saw you know the stats in the week where where Mina's played games. We've been far far more successful than when he hasn't. Now, that clearly says a lot about him as a player when he's fit. We can, Unfortunately, we can't rely on him, though. You know, he's too injury-prone. He probably will get sold in the summer. But, you know, he's a player as well. He's a strong leader, a strong character. But, you know, um, Lampard himself, he's come out. You know, I can see a few tweets out there and things like that. Again, just a caveat to it, it's not obviously the full opinion of all fans. But even Lampard's getting a bit of abuse again today. I mean, with the cards he's been dealt with today, I thought, you know, he's put out a team, Obviously, we've lost Underbak as we said. Um, you know, really unfortunate. So, Patterson. Hopefully, it's not too bad. But you know, let's be honest. If he's rolled his ankle, and it could be possibly ligaments, that could be the season, couldn't it? You know, so we've got to hope that's not the case. Because uh, you know, I would like to have seen Patterson. All of us would like to have seen a bit more of Patterson. Because you, we all saw him for Scotland in the week, and you know, the lad's got loads of energy. He's got loads of energy. He's direct. He's pacey. You know, and and, and you know, he, you know, he would have started today, as Lampard said. So it's a shame there, because let's be honest, Kenny. You know, people were calling Kenny to have a new contract. I mean, I mean, you know, let's be honest, he, he's almost conference level at best, and he was awful again today. Um, but but for me, you know, you can't be digging out Lampard now. We need to show some unity as a fan base. You know, we need to be trying to stick together. You know, calling out the manager. seen some some tweets out there saying, "Oh yeah, if he loses against Burnley, he may as well walk now." I mean. It, it's an absolute disgrace he's inherited an absolute mess. He's trying to make the best of a bad situation in terms of key players being being out the t- out the team injured and suspended and you know we've turned up today and we've played well, and you know we've been unfortunate like we said before, so calling out the manager and all this is it's, it's just i'm not having it for me i'm really i'm not it's 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 a disgrace you know it's just complete suicide every single time you can't keep on sacking managers. You just can't, just can't do it. At some point, we're going to have to just give someone two, you know, two three years at the helm, you know, just to build something. You know, patience in football nowadays has just seems to disappear, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think I think any kind of post-mortem. I, mean, I said this on Twitter the other day. is has got to be safe at the end of the season, but I don't think Frank Lampard should be any part of that discussion. Um, I think we've seen positive signs. Obviously, you had that that initial that initial. Uh, uptick in, in performances and and what have you but i think you know let, let's assess where we are when the seasons the season's over um but yeah i, I think it it's i suppose it's natural in terms of you know players are not players, so fans will always look to something to blame and, and that's the you know the, the head of the club you know the head of those the, the playing staff he's the one who's going to be we question the time. I think I think for the majority you've probably got things right against West Ham. I think defensively we're, we're poor regardless of what setup we have. We, we struggle regardless and we and we look quite open at times, but I think if we're going to be brave and try and take a game to a side and look to, to get forward and create chances, then we are going to leave gaps at the back. That, that That is where we are and that's not going to be addressed from now to the end of the season unless we sit you know, ten men behind the ball at all times and look to get a nil-nil. So, yeah, I think yeah. Any any question in their minds? It needs needs nothing on the head before that even takes off. To, to be to be perfectly honest, um, but we'll leave that that chat there and we're going to round off today's show. Finish things off with a look at massive game, massive game Wednesday away at Telford against uh, against Burnley um, and, and have a little a little. Uh, a little look as well at Man United on Saturday at Goodison Park. We're we'll back in there about 30 seconds. Welcome back to the final part of this week's Unholy Chanty podcast, where it's all eyes looking ahead to to Wednesday's massive, massive game at Turf Mall. One of our games in hand against, against Burnley. Uh, obviously, four points separate the side currently. Uh, Burnley losing to Manchester City this weekend by two goals to nil. Um, and it, I mean, it's fair to say t- today's game had a little impact on on the importance of of Wednesday's game against Burnley. Of course, obviously, if he would have got something from it, would have would have really really helped us confidence wise going into it. Um, but how have you got? Have you got any any positivity for listeners, Lee, going in, going into that game?
2: I think, I think, yeah, you've got to, Like you have said before, and in Twister before, mate, you, you've got, you've got, you've got to take positives from that game. The way we played, you know, we've not been outplayed by a West Ham team who are fighting, fighting for European football. Like you just said, they've got a very good chance of winning the Europa League. You know, what I mean, even though I didn't think they were very impressive today, and they haven't been more recently. So you've got to take the positives from that. The thing is, sometimes you know you've got to try and take something from those games, though, and that's what Lampard will be ruined there. Even if they'd have taken a point from today, that's just one. Every point counts now, doesn't it? And and you know, Burnley were completely outplayed um, against City. You know, it should have been more. Um, City do that to a lot of teams, and they probably would have expected that. You know, they got battered by Chelsea, uh, Burnley as well. So, in, in all in all fairness, the worry is for me. The real worry is for me. And I said this to you guys before um, before recording is. It's classic Burnley away from home, probably in the sleet and snow. You know what I mean? And and at seventh, sky sky cameras are there. Eight o'clock at night, fans are going to be absolutely ailed up to the max. And it's just, you know, they're going to want Burnley to win, aren't they? They're going to want Burnley to win. They're going to want a narrative around the around the the, um, around the uh, relegation. Because let's be honest. Leeds and, you know, Brentford winning yesterday was unbelievable. I don't know how they've managed to go to Chelsea and score four goals in one half, but that's another story. So Brentford have pulled themselves out of it. Leeds as well got another point yesterday. Now, we have got games in hand on these guys, obviously, but, you know, they're they're pulling themselves away. So it does look like it could be basically between us, Watford and Burnley for that final place or final two places in a way, really. So, uh, it's a massive game. It's an absolutely massive game. But also, you've got to caveat it with, you know, you can't pin everything on it. It's not a, you know, if we lose, we're down type game either. I know, obviously, they can't go above us. But, you know, Burnley will be doing absolutely everything in their power to win that game. My only fear, like I said, it's going to be a full house. It's going to be raucous. And those are the sort of games where we haven't turned up this season, where it's been intimidating. Let's be honest, it was a library today at West Ham. We know it's one of the worst grounds in the league for atmosphere. My worry is, is that you know the players have got to be strong, and they're going to be pumping in long balls to Veghorst. They're going to be pumping in long balls on set pieces and corners. Uh, you know, we've lost now one of our best headers of the ball, so you know we've just got to do everything we can to try and minimise set pieces because that's the only way they're going to score. Because let's be honest, Burnley they don't score many goals from open play. They're not the most attractive side. You know, um, I know some people rate Dyche. I don't. For me, I think he's you know I think he's done a good job at Burnley without being spectacular. And 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 to be honest, we, we've got to go in there and take the positive from today's game and, and just stand up and be counted. It'll be a different type of game. It'll be a different type of game. Burnley aren't going to try and play pretty Footy, are they?
1: No, like you say, Burnley, you know exactly what you're going to get. And it's going to be very much centred around looking to, to, to pick up free kicks and and hopefully Everton Everton don't want to don't want to oblige with that because you know we've seen it again today, giving away cheap. Cheap free kicks and set pieces, and that's what they're going to rely on. They got the big lad up front. He's about seven foot three, so you know it's it's going to be a lot a lot of case of long balls into him, head chest bringing their midfield in, and we've got to try and deal with that. And, and that's where obviously you no know, Michael Keane, uh, Rampage's got to come in for his his side. You know, that that third horse is not not particularly quick, but he's he's all good as hell. He's, he's all arms, legs, elbows. I mean, he was. He was a little bit uh, luckier thing to stay on the pitch against City yesterday as well, um, and we, we've got to have somebody who's just going to stick stick. So we would not do anyone for pace, but as I say, he's awkward, and we and we can't afford it, to be ill-disciplined against Burnley because, like I say, they, it's ideal for them. They'll set up. They'll know this is the game that they know that they've got to they've got to win. They've got to they've got to try and win the game. We haven't essentially because we're not the ones who are in the bottom three currently, but. They've got to come. They've got to, you know, come to take more and look to win that game. Otherwise, you know, if, if if we if we win it or or they don't get anything from it, it keeps them further further in the mire. So we've we've got to be careful. We've got to look to look to try and try and at least get a point for me. Uh, maybe some people might see that as as too as too negative. But what do you think, Pete? I mean, would would you like would you be happy with the points on Wednesday or or are you looking for all three?
0: To be happier, be satisfied. Because it's look. Let's be straight about it. First and foremost, it must not lose. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, know, some people yeah. might say that that's a really negative mindset to to go into a a game against Burnley. But we, we've got to be blunt about where we are and the position that we find ourselves in. And you know, look, that they've won three games all season. You know, I think first and foremost, it's about going there and, and being really hard to beat. Uh, and you know. I, like we were saying before, when, when we looked at today's game, got some really good attacking players, and that—that's our strength.
2: Yeah. You take, you take a sorry, mate. You take a point all day. Of course you would, because you know, if anything, it stops them catching us up, doesn't it? And that—that's the key, is to try and stop them getting any closer to us. We have got, we have got a game in one game in hand on them, haven't we? And I think we've got—is it three or four on the others? Um, you know, so for, for me, you know, that point. It's a six-point game, really. It's a six-point game. You know, we beat them at our place, and we've got to go all out and and, and try and get some in. There. My only worry, as I said before, is I, you know Burnley, you know, a physical side, they're a big side, and I, I just worry that they might bully us. I really do. I just worry they might, might bully us. What do you think?
1: Um. I mean, we played the same number of games as Burnley. Obviously, we had today's game, which was the technical game in hand. If you like, we've got games in hand around. Obviously, Wofford two on them, three on Leeds. Um, so it's about making those those games in hand counts. That's the really important thing. Um, Burnley always concern me in terms of the, the physicality, home or away. They're always a concern. I think Chris Wood goes in Newcastle's probably helped in terms of us going there, because I always had this thing about well, Chris Well, I always hated playing against Bernie and hated playing against him because he's one of those players who would always score against us and would always because he's so physical, always cause problems. They brought in this this new lad as, as I said, Beg Horse he, he as I say he's a big unit. He's he's, he's a threat. He's he's uh, he's a pain. But we've just got to not not a, not oblige. You know we've got to knock as I say give away city free kicks and you know let, let let's be Let's keep, the, let's keep the ball down. Let, let's try and play football. Like like you said, Pete, you've got players in attacking positions who can cause problems. With that pace, you know, we've probably got to, I think, throw Anthony Gordon back in. I'd, I'd love to see, say, where will be keep his spot there? I think, as I said earlier on, I think he did well by that mistake. I think, you know, that's probably his best position. I mean, Dominic wasn't happy coming off today. There seems to be a bit of frustration there, but he's not played 90 minutes for God knows how long. You know, it's a it's a struggle for him. He's not consistently been able to play ninety minutes. So I understand the manager taking him off today because he's probably thought, we're down to ten, you know, there's not too much, too much longer to go. We've got a massive game coming Wednesday. You know, we, we've got to try and protect players as well. And you know, it's, I think that we can, we can do some damage with with the the players that we've got in attacking positions. Um, and, and maybe I mean might, might see, might see Daliari get the nod. Who knows? You know, he's there's a lot of talk about him this morning in terms of his start at the club and um, obviously he hasn't started the game, but I think the thought well, the thought is he's happy he's happy at the club, he, he, there's no frustration on his part, he's obviously working his way up in centre fitness and things like that, and maybe he'll get the nod himself, fresh Wednesday, just behind Dominic Calvert-Lewin you know, but we can cause them problems make, make no mistake about it, we've got players there who can cause any issues and we've just got to play, like I said earlier on, with bravery and we've got our players take some kind of some kind of responsibility. If we come away with three points, you you're you going to Saturday against Manchester United, you know, with a little bit of pressure relieved, even just for a game, the players can play with a little bit more freedom. does <clears> doesn't it'll lift the club massively, you know. And we have got to go there. As we as you said, Pete, it's a it's a must not lose. That's that's the key message. Must not lose this game.
2: Yeah. I I mean to be fair, mate. To be fair, I, I do. I do think a win, a win's a big app. We've had one win away from home all season. I mean, if we get a win, look, obviously, massive result. But you know, like I said before, you take a point all day. You take a point all day in that game. It's not going. It's going to be a horrible game. It's going to be a war of attrition. That's the way they're going to want to play it. They're going to be physical. You know, West Ham. Okay, they have got some big players, but they're not an overly physical team. It'll be a completely different game. So, and as I said, they've, they've got to win. If they've got any ambitions or want to try to stay up and drag us into it, into the bottom three, they've got to win. So, I mean, you know, you, you take a point all day. I, I didn't I didn't mind the way Lampard set up today with what he had, on, had available to him in the fact that, you know, yes, we made some, some errors. We were caught a little bit in transition a couple of times, but on the whole, we were relatively solid, you know, bar a couple of stupid mistakes. So we were getting back behind the ball, and um, we weren't just gung-ho and, and, and trying to, obviously, you know, overly press teams. He's been guilty, Lampard, away from home a couple of games, certainly against Spurs, against Palace in the Cup, of, of, of being a bit too brave, has not he, and, and pressing too high. You know, he, he, he sort of got the balance right a bit today for me in terms of, you know, trying to make sure, yes, we do have an attacking intent, but we also, at the same time, we get behind the ball and we, and we, we get into shape quite quickly um but you know the damning stat was I and mean, when you probably heard it say we're 21 points worse off than this time last season under ancelotti which is just absolutely criminal when you think about it 21 points is just absolutely huge um and look there's been a lot of mitigating circumstances been a lot of things going on you know we could list probably 20 things on a page but ultimately we are where we are now and we've got to get behind the team um you know we've got a big game we've, people are saying why is gordon not playing today you know, why is Calvert-Lewin being brought up with 12 minutes to go? You know, you've got to remember, we've we've got, th- you know, three games in six days. They've, they've they've shafted us on the fixture list here. You know, we're playing we're playing today, you know, uh, mid-afternoon. We're playing Burnley away in, a, in what will be an absolute cauldron. And then we're playing, you know, the graveyard shift against United at home in what should be a big game. And we're playing them in the 12.30 kick-off first game. You know what I mean? And, and as we all know, we've all been to the 12.30 kickoff games. It's very hard to generate an atmosphere. You saw Anfield yesterday, you know, Liverpool v Watford, you know, it, it was dead. You know Liverpool managed to scrape through, yeah. But, you know, those types of games, it's very difficult to generate a partisan of that atmosphere, isn't it? You know, so, you know, that's our, that's one of our home games. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a potential win for us, that game. Because United aren't in great shakes. You know, United, I've said it before, are basically another version of us, but with more money and better players. You know, and they can still, they can throw 200 million at it every summer. Um, and that's the difference between us and them. Is that you know they are in a bit a bit rudderless, they are in a bit of disarray, they have got a Frankenstein squad, um, you know, and and we're, we're basically like another version of them, but obviously on 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 much worse terms financially. So, yeah, it, 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 it's it, two big games coming up, two big games, but you know, that's the reason for me why Lampard has, has changed it up a bit today to try and rest some of those key players. If Calvert Lewin, for example, would have played another 15 minutes today. And then potentially tweak the muscle because he hasn't played 90 minutes for ages. You know, the Lampard would he'd been dragged over the coals going, Why are you playing why are you playing Cavaloon for 90 minutes? You know what I mean? You can't win. You can't win. You just can't win in football. These things get over and over analysed at times. And and ultimately, I think, you know, he's made some changes today. he have been dealt with a blow for the red card. And you know, this game on Wednesday, yes, it's massive. Uh, and hopefully we get something but again we can't be turning around thinking well that's you know do or die if we lose it either
1: we can't and i suppose that that message is quite difficult when it's mainly you were playing and a side who are below us and we know if we win the game it goes a long way to as i say ensuring well i say ensuring our survival it doesn't ensure our survival but Obviously, pulling away from from the uh, the bottom three places in the league, um, but it's going to be an, a nervy game. That's for sure. It's going to be one of those games where it's going to be on edge. Um, we say it all the time, don't we? Can we get a goal? Um, can we get a goal? Can we go in front? Can we? Can we look to? look to take the lead and take the games of them and, and you know let them come on to us let's let's see but let, let's let's have our, our predictions going into this game Pete what are you what are your thoughts
0: on that? Gonna go for an ultra optimistic two and Everton because um look we we've got to change the tide some way somehow some time and no better time than Wednesday.
1: Late.
2: Uh, I'd love to be as optimistic as you Pete <laughs> um, I'm gonna say one one um it's going to be like i said before a really scrappy game we've got to just stay in the game we were in the game pretty much most of most of the game uh, all day today so maybe possibly until the sending off obviously but we were in the game there was only a goal in it you know and, and we've just got to make sure that we don't if we get that first goal if we get that first goal i think we have a real chance we, i can't remember the last time we got a first goal away from home really can't So we need to get that first goal. And we looked the most likely today, and sadly we conceded. Um, But yeah, we need to to be in the game and and not get bullied. So I'm going to go
1: 1-1. Mason Holgate was the first Everton player to actually score an away goal under Frank Lampard, by the way. Because obviously our other away goal was an own goal against Newcastle. Um, So that tells you where we are away from home. But we've got to go in. thinking and, and take the positives from today's game and i think we'll sneak it i do i think we'll sneak it 2-1 and um, i can go on holiday on saturday in a much better frame of mind uh than i i currently find myself um
2: another but, holiday again mate you're away all the time you, you are time. you are taking the mic.
1: listen you you have you have more holidays than the queen <laughs> um i've got to go away just to, just to take your mind off everything for a couple of weeks to be honest um, but fingers crossed fingers crossed as I say we get a positive result Wednesday going into Saturday which you mentioned earlier half, half 12 on a Saturday not the best game, not the best time um, and it's it's difficult like you say to sort of create an atmosphere almost I think because it is that time of the day and, and some people haven't had time to maybe have, have enough to drink and relax and what have you that's, that, that sometimes does play into it that's, that's how things are but a United side who, you know, they're struggling are they? Let let's be honest. You know, they 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 do again. Could have lost the game against Leicester. Lucky uh, Leicester's goal later on was disallowed. Um, but then the, it's it's funny because in any other season, you know, if if we had anything about us, you'd think you go into that game full of confidence, thinking we can we can win the game and. Um, the, have you got any confidence Pete, going going into United? Obviously, I mean, it's, it's the, I don't want to do a full preview on this game because Wednesday is going to going to play into what happens. Of course, it is. But with United coming to Goodison have you got an, any confidence in in that game or
0: so? Well? In, in, in a weird way, I I feel more optimistic about Saturday than I do Wednesday because, like Lee said before, that the such a strange team at the moment. United in, in such a strange place that they look so disjointed with. You know, real lack of identity and, uh, you know, real lack of intensity. You know, I, I think Cristiano Ronaldo has papered over a lot of cracks for them this season. Um, and I think when he's not in their team, the, the, they're unrecognisable. Um, so I'd, I'd be really hopeful, you know, especially playing them at home that, you know, we quite simply want it more and need the result more. Um, and over 90 minutes, yeah, hopefully that that can translate into three points.
1: Yeah, but what what do you think, Lee? Obviously, you've got your, your concerns around the, the time that the game's actually on. Um, but like you said, you know, United are going through a difficult time. They, they're going through their own problems, aren't they, with an interim manager until the end of the season. Players seem to be taking, I think, games, games off. You've got a lot of players who are devoid of confidence there. You know, Marcus Rashford seems a, a share of the player that, that he was for, for one reason or another. Um, it's still even, you know after Wednesday, you know, it depends what happens at Turf more. We've we've still got to have have some kind of belief there, haven't we, against that United side? 100% we have, yeah.
2: You know, like like I said before, United remind me of of a team similar to us, but with obviously, like I said, a load more money and, and, you know, better quality players that have assembled over that time. Um, So, you know, they are in a bit of a disarray. Um, You know, they're interviewing for new managers now for the summer. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're purely in that top, you know, top echelons of the table, pushing for a Champions League place based on the quality that they've got. Now, they've got a striker issue at the minute. Obviously, what's happened with Greenwood, he's been out, you know, for, um, for things we can't talk about. But obviously, he's out. Rashford's been way off form. Ronaldo was injured. Cavani was injured at the weekend. So, you know, we've got to hope those two aren't fit because, you know, they had to play Bruno Fernandez through the middle yesterday. And, the, the, you know, that 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 is a far different proposition to face in a fit Cavani or a fit Ronaldo, isn't it? So, you know, the United, the game is winnable. There's no doubt about it, it's winnable. Uh, I am a bit annoyed the fact that it is a 12.30 game. For me, you know, those games tend to be decent games, so the fact it's been shifted to the 12.30 is a bit of a joke, really. Um, but it is what it is. Um, we've got to generate an atmosphere as best we can. Um but, you know, if we can, like I said, if we can just get a point against Burnley, then we go into that with we, something into that game on Saturday, don't we?
1: Yeah, I think a lot a lot hinges on it, hence why I don't want to have a full discussion about the, the United game, because Wednesday we'll play into that game a hell of a lot. You know, if we, if we come into some Park on Saturday after a win, then, you know, the crowd are going to be up, the players are going to be up, you know, with a little bit of confidence. Uh, if we go into it on the back of a defeat, it's, it's going to be a really, really tough tough environment i think to play football in and, and this is not me having to pop it at us as, as fans but i think as to try and sort of lift them we've got to sign they regards we've got to try and pull them through um but yeah but let's let's see what happens wednesday before we have to we have to deal with the problem of uh of saturday godderton park but that's us for this week um like i said i'm going away so that that'll be me for for a couple of weeks in terms of the in terms of the podcast whether, whether Lee and Pete can, can fathom how to, how to sort things out of my absence remains to be seen, so what's this space? This, neither are saying anything at this particular point.
2: Uh, Pete will so, be fine, wouldn't you, mate? Pete, you can sort it, son. Or well, solo
0: podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can probably talk more sense to yourself than you do to me and to, uh, with me and Leon, to be honest, Pete. So it do be a whole
0: Trinity monologue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> with your dulcet tones, Pete, it'd be a, it'd be a have record listens, I think.
2: Pete, Pete, Pete will do, Pete'll do a, a bit a podcast slash desert island discs at the same time, Pete.
1: Yeah, I look forward to it. I look forward to putting it into, uh putting it on when I'm when I'm away, Pete. Where, while I'm I'm lying back with um with a strawberry daiquiri, that'll be nice. Um so strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> My can kind of zinc that uh, when when I do have a drink. So yeah. So shaking
2: shaken, shaken not stirred strawberry I'm, daiquiri.
1: Yeah, please. don't worry, I've got me uh, me James Bond. Uh, budgie smugglers ready don't you worry about that Um, so what's what's this space anyway for the podcast in in my absence Um, fingers crossed for Wednesday massive game Need, need at least at least a point fingers crossed for three we'll catch you in a very very near future
0: The Unholy Trinity Podcast Three Blues Three Opinions one Evident podcast.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.